This episode is brought to you by Soul Food Soaps. Check them out at S-O-L-F-O-O-D-S-O-A-P-S.com. Bar for bar, every bar of soap sold. A bar is donated to children in Kenya. Soul Food Natural Soaps sells seven different natural soap types, as well as nut-free lotion, lip balm, aluminum-free deodorant, body, foot, and hair care. These amazing products are recommended for all skin types, but especially great for dry bumps, eczema, and scaling skin. Healing starts with the skin and moves its way to your soul. That's a quote by the owner, Lily Curry. So check her soaps out and enjoy this episode of the Monologues Podcast. Hello, Monologues folks. Um, I am super excited today. I am sitting with um, an old friend who was actually a co-worker of mine when I was working at Harpo, whom when I met her, I just completely fell in love with her spirit because she's just got such a great soul. And um, I, you know, as I flashback in time uh, to those moments when I was struggling in life and she would just walk through and make me <laughs> meditate um, and help ground me. She was just a powerful, powerful source for me when I was, I was going through some challenging times and I don't think she even realizes how inspiring and wonderful she was for me. Um, but anyone who knows and knows Mona Antoine loves Mona Antoine. She is heart. She is soul. She lives by spirit. She is guided by her spirit. She is a high vibration of just beautiful energy and to be in her world brings you higher. So I'm excited to share her with you, share the work that she's doing with you. Um, so welcome to the Monologues Podcast, Mona Antoine. Thank you. You are <laughs> such a sweetheart. I love you. I love you too. Um, so I, I, you've been up to a lot. I know post-Harpo, there's been lots of changes and lots of shifts for lots of people. Um, but you have not um, sat by the wayside whatsoever. Um, and that's pretty exciting. So I think we'll just start with the basics first with the Monologues podcast. Um, we'll start with just telling us about you and your kiddos. So I'm a mother of two legged and four legged uh, children. I have Justin, who's a 15 year old outstanding young man Mm -hmm. and Kayla Brooke, who is 11 and is the queen of my heart. (laughs) Um, and, uh, my puggies. Wolfie and Bear Bear, and so I belong to them, and I am their mother. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so about your kiddos, including your four-legged ones, um, tell me uh, your favorite thing about each one. Um, they're both a lot alike. They're very loving, caring, kind, compassionate, um, very intuitive kids, mm-hmm. and um, they're kind of like my parents. Uh, like my mama and papa, oh. in that sense, they have such old souls. Mm-hmm. Um, just—it's just fun being their mom. It's fun being their mom, um, and I love being around them. They—they uh, they make me—they make me feel like I'm doing something right. Because mm-hmm. you are doing a whole Thank lot you. right. Um, what have you learned so far about yourself and your children? Um, I've definitely learned uh, about being in the moment. Uh, and believing in myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm nervous, uh, 
my daughter Kayla's always like, Mom, you can do it. You can stand up there, just just believe in yourself. And I'm like, oh my God, these are the things that I say to other people. And she's saying them to me. It's so powerful, though. Um, she really is confident. So I try to um, in-tune her in mm-hmm. and have her confidence <laughs> and fake it till I make it. Yes. Um, and I, I just love that they're um, so outgoing. They're just so outgoing, and um, they're they're my little teachers. Yes, yes, because you're like no, I, I. Well, I'm really am having a great moment right now because I love Mona so much, so I'm so excited. <laughs> but okay, let me continue on. Um, what do you think? Uh, why do you think your children chose you to come through? I think they chose me to come into this world um, to be my teachers mm-hmm. because that's what they've done. Mm-hmm. They are my teachers until this day. I think that's why mm-hmm. they chose me. I like it. I like I've it. learned so much about myself yeah. through my children. What kind of, I'm doing it there. What do you think the, um, from each one? Because yeah. I think they're both yeah. the same, but very different. Yeah. So like from Justin, what was your, what have you learned about yourself through Justin? Um, so with Justin, um, I'm just like, I am just like him, but never knew it when I was growing up and I was a child. Like, um, I was really sensitive to, um, being, uh, having sensory, having sensory overload. I easily am overloaded, like picking my kids up at school with all the kids Mm -hmm. on the playground and the parents. I get overwhelmed. Never knew what that was. Mm -hmm. Um, learned that from Justin. Um, and with Kayla, um, always... I have to say, Kayla, I had Kayla in my heart when I was 12 years old. Um, so when I had infertility issues, I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. She was shown to me. Mm-hmm. I'm having her. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, perseverance is what I've learned from Kayla and from Justin, too. But um, she's such a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. She's such a powerhouse. Uh, okay, so... Besides being a mom, who else is Mona? So I'm a wife, mm-hmm. a daughter, a sister, a friend, a crazy pug lover, <laughs> um, a mentor, a visionary, and I am the founder of the Mindfulness Leader Nonprofit Organization. That's amazing. Um, and how do you think your mom would answer that same question? Um, my mom tells me this. Uh, she lives in Phoenix, mm-hmm. so when I call her uh, once a week, she always reminds me. So this is how my mom would answer her question. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew uh, my daughter Mona would be destined to do great things in her community because mm-hmm. she's just like me. And so it's kind of like my mom is living through me. Yeah. She had five kids, um, and so what I'm doing now with my work is something my mom would be doing. And she's probably done this in another life. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I definitely get this from my mom. So beautiful. Um, and, okay, so how do you think your mom or your kids would answer the same question about you? Um, and I always ask my kids that. Yeah. What would you guys say about me? Um, and they're very straightforward. My mom is loving, caring, intuitive, and is the mindfulness leader. I think, I don't know if you're joking, but I get this all the time, so I'm like, okay, guys, I'm this mom. No, 
Or the mindfulness leader. I'm like, okay. Let them run with the elevator speech. <laughs> that is who you are now. That's their elevator speech. They need to roll yeah. with it. I think they hear other people saying it. Yep. So they're just like tagging along. Of course. Uh, like, this is who my mom is. Um, okay. So when was the first time you saw your mom as a woman? The first time I saw my mom as a woman was when I was six years old. Uh, it was 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave up everything to come to this country because the war ha- was about to start between Iraq and Iran, mm-hmm. and um, she wanted nothing to do with that because in the Middle East they take your only, they take your boys, and so uh, we're five. She just has one son, mm-hmm. so she didn't want to risk her only son being taken away, mm-hmm. and so. She left everything, including my father, and came here with five kids. My dad did follow after a few weeks, um, but that was the first time I saw my mom as like a powerhouse, as a woman, somebody who was just, before that, she was just a housewife, and wow. and so um, she's my hero. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. And your family's from? Baghdad, Iraq. Baghdad. Wow. Yeah. You said it. Did you say your age early? How old were you when you came? I was six. You were six. Yeah, you were six. I was six. I was confused. I was lost. Yeah. I wasn't heard. I wasn't seen. Uh, I was lost in the shuffle. Wow. Um, But I'm so grateful for all that because it's been part of my path. Yeah. So it's all good. This is all the journey leading up. Yeah. Okay. Um, In what aspect of your life do you feel most authentic? Um, I would say. Being uh, a mother Mm -hmm. to my kids, uh, working with youth, Mm -hmm. being with my husband, around my friends and family. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly, I I don't want to say I feel authentic all the time because sometimes when I'm cooking, I don't feel so authentic Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh gosh darn it, I'm not having a dance party like I should be. Um, But I I I I feel like I'm authentic. more than half of the time because I only do what I want to. It's kind of my attitude. Such a strong statement. Because not everybody knows how to, not everyone feels like they are allowed to always do what they want. Yeah. Well, surprise, you are allowed to do what you want. It's a big deal. I remember being at Harpo and uh, leaving meetings to go get my kids because I had to be authentic. (laughs) Yeah. You know, be authentically me and leave right yeah, now. Yeah, no, but it was okay, you know. Um, it really, if we could just operate in that way. Yeah. It's really okay. Mm-hmm. It's really okay. Nobody ever gave me any back talk or anything. Everybody was always supporting and loving. Because um, I just, we're here to be authentic. But your authenticity, you weren't afraid of it. You leaned yeah. into it. And I think that's what, unfortunately, people are afraid of being authentic and showing up, especially in spaces when, no, 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 we're all supposed to be sitting in this meeting right now, yeah. and we're all supposed to be showing up in this way right now. It's like, but this isn't authentically me right now. Right. If I continue to stay in this meeting, right. I'm going completely against who I am. Yeah. And also, um, when you're sitting there in a meeting like that, and you're worried that your child is sick at school, and, mm-hmm. and, and he or she needs to be picked up, I mean, how good are you going to be to everybody in the room? How present are you going to be? Mm-hmm. What can you do mm-hmm. when your mind is elsewhere? So I, you know, you either 
love me or you don't. Right. Um, but this is what you get. Right? <laughs> so, Nat. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go back a little bit in uh, Mona's years. So, what part of uh, you has carried over from your twenties till now? I would say uh, my husband. I've been with him since I was seventeen, mm-hmm. and um, he's been my rock for the last twenty six years. And, wow. Um, I still get butterflies going mm-hmm. on dates with him. Um, when I'm sometimes working from home and I'm not in the classroom and he comes home, I just rush to him. Um, and I just, I always feel like I'm 17 around him. Wow. And I'm 43. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. But what was, can you, do you remember your first date? Um, I don't remember, I don't remember our first date. Uh, it kind of counted as our first date. We were paired up together to model yeah and so we all went out afterwards mm-hmm. after that and um i thought to myself i am so horrified right now because this is the guy i had in my head six months ago i'm really big i've always been big into manifest yeah. manifesting everything in my life mm-hmm. never knew what i was until i worked for oprah mm-hmm. and so when i saw him it kind of freaked me out a little bit because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was my first manifestation so I was I avoided him, and he chased me into the ground, which was great because that's my style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wear me all the way down. <laughs> okay, you win. <laughs> I had already won. <laughs> oh yes, you did. You're like, let's see what you got. Yeah, work it out. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And twenty six years later, here you are. Um, what part of your twenties uh, would you like to bring back? Um, I. I feel like everything from my 20, whatever we do is always with us. It mm-hmm. is a part of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like I'm missing anything yeah. from my 20s. And I'm one of those weirdos that likes aging. And I have so much yeah. gratitude for it because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel wiser and more comfortable in my skin. There's uh, So everything we experience is always with us. Yeah. So there's nothing I'm missing. Um, and there's, for me, it's just about being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I can sit and reflect on, you know, some of the crazy things I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like, I like the present moment. I like that. <laughs> I, like that. <laughs> I can take it. Um, so, all right. Well, who do you admire? I admire uh, my kids, Justin and Kayla. Mm-hmm. I, um, I love the little people that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I see myself. I see my husband. Mm-hmm. I see our family in them. Mm-hmm. And I just... I admire them because they're such good, outstanding human beings yeah. who go above and beyond to make their peers and their friends and their cousins and their neighbors feel included and welcomed. And I just, I admire them for being courageous and being them, being them true selves. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what about them do you see in yourself? They're the, they're the best version of me. They're the best version of me. If I was Kayla's 11, mm-hmm. I was only half of that when I was 11. So it's the same thing with Justin. So they're the best version of me. It's so powerful to see yourself and your kids. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, that's that's me. Well, that's, I, okay, we got to work on that habit. Of mine. <laughs> like, you see, like, like, we're good in the, like, 
Oh, okay. Well, let's work this through. I see. I'm supposed to be learning about myself through you as well. Yeah. I got you. I got and, you. But yeah. And when they gang up on me, like, Mom, you're really spazzing out. Um, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just reaching for my glasses so you're not late for school. <laughs> okay, Mom, you don't need your sunglasses. Okay. Okay. Okay, Mom. I'm like, hey, guys. This is not a therapy session. We're just getting dropped off oh, school okay. right now. Right. <laughs> as they use your tools. Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That moment is past. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, look, people, let's go. <laughs> Leave me out of it. <laughs> um, what does conversation around the current climate um, in the U.S. and the world sound like uh, with your children? Like, do you have conversations around this? Um, my son, my 15-year-old, is always trying to have conversation around this um, because he's not happy with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um and, um, but he knows me well enough to know I've been his mom mm-hmm. since I laid eyes on him. Yeah. Um, that mom doesn't engage in conversations that dip her vibration or I can't be the light for myself or anybody. Yeah. And so there's enough people worried. And so if I really need to know something, mm-hmm. my friends will reach out to me and let me know it's the end of the world. Other than that, I'm oblivious <laughs> to what's going on or I can't be the mindfulness leader. Somebody has to hold the light. Yeah. And so I, I cannot watch the news. Mm-hmm. I don't watch much TV. I mean, if I do, it's like something funny, something to lift me up. Yeah. So is your, so conversation really with him is really about actions and mindfulness, maybe? Yeah. Is that like... Um, and what's going on in his day mm-hmm. and what he'd like to see happen or, you know, him giving me his orders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with Kayla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just get to like be in their space and not be worried about the bigger world, but yeah. just really focusing on their world. Yeah, and they, you know, they they know because I've I've taught them, we've up brought them this way. Um, whatever you talk about, you're going to bring more of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just can't help it. Yeah. Oprah was my teacher for 16 years. I drank all the Kool Aid and then made my own Kool Aid. Yes, and did. then passed it out to everybody. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, uh, it, the stuff is upsetting. What's going on in the world, but. I have to be the one person that can't get upset about it. I have to hold the light down. Do you think that your kids are, um, I'm veering off a little bit, um, how do you think your kids manifest that? So you are the keeper. You, you stay centered in that space. Are, um, do your kids do that same thing? or what do, How do they show up in the world when it comes to their um, mindfulness teachings, if you will, around other people or what have you? They, you know, they do. They do this. We have the same. We have the same habits. We do the same thing. Um, my husband and I are really big on alone time, grounding time when we are alone. We do things as a family every day, not just on the weekends or that one day or a lot. Every day is family time. But then we also have designated time where I'm alone, they're alone, my husband's alone, and for me and for my kids, I know this, and my husband does the same. It's uh, it's time to reflect, mm-hmm. have a review, and just to sit and listen to that inner wisdom, that inner guidance, mm-hmm. that thing that is ex- is an extension of you that you're a part of. So it's the universe or God, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so they do have the same habits, and I do see them with their friends. Like you know, you're making this bigger than it is. It was just a little tiff. Yeah. You know, it's in the past. It's a new moment. So like, I do see them. Mm-hmm. 
I do see them that way. Um, they were in class with me all summer. They did the, they did my program with me. So I mean, mm-hmm. they were things that didn't go everybody's way, and I I did see them intervene in that way. And I'm like, oh, there they are, the better version of me. Oh wow. my gosh! <laughs> wow, wow. But like, proud of yourself though too, just because you've been raising these babies and you're teaching them and you're seeing the work it work. But what they're teaching me is so much more powerful. I mean, I'm teaching them my rituals and my habits, mm-hmm. you know, and these teachings that I've studied. Um, but what they're they're teaching me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're teaching me to be this way, and so they're they're the real teachers. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's beautiful. Um, okay, so what is the best advice you've received so far about working through emotional trauma um, that people are going through? Definitely. Um, people just need to be heard and seen. It just, that's the biggest, is not being heard and seen mm-hmm. and being cared for. Yeah. Being cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you don't even have to do anything but sit there and see someone, mm-hmm. hear someone, and just love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just and just be. That's so crucial, and it's so, and I think that's why everything is so loud, and everyone's yelling because everybody needs to be heard. Yeah, people don't know how to not be heard. You know, we could just all pause and like listen. Yeah, you know. But people also have a fear of. Um, I know, experienced this is one of my students. They're okay with expressing themselves, but but their fear is, I won't be heard, and then. How do I feel after I do say all this right. to my mother, and then I'm still not hurt? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just gotta walk through that fire. Yeah. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're not always gonna get burned. Yeah. And if you do that, he is. Yeah. And you know what? If you do get burned, take the lesson out of that. Mm-hmm. It's still all happening for you. It's it's all happening for you. Mm-hmm. You know. But what does that mean? It's happening for you. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that. But I, yeah. in your, what do you feel like that means? That means you're always you're always on your path. It's always the right path, even if it doesn't feel like it. If you just got fired, if you just you just lost a loved one, if you just feel so sad and helpless, it's okay. It's okay. It'll be over with soon. You're still on your path. You know. Um, quiet yourself, know there's something bigger than you in this world that is for you, and that is why you're here. Take that in, take that in, because that's real. Okay, so here's, this is what's important then, because we move into Mona's self-care routine and what that looks like. So I think we've done some big brush strokes of the stuff that you're doing, but what does self-care look like? What does a routine look like for you? Because I think that's what's missing for a lot of people and why so many people are untethered and all over the place right now. So, um, because they don't have that self-care, they don't know how to take care of themselves. So what does that look like for you? Well, do you have 60 minutes? Um, I'm just joking. (laughs) I was like, well, yeah, we got, I think I got some good battery life. So yeah, we're good. (laughs) I, uh, my self-care routine is, um, I wake up every day and I have gratitude time. Um, have gratitude time and I just sit with myself and just reflect for everything that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's if you start your day off 
this way, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to have a bad attitude about anything. Because mm-hmm. you're just so focused on everything that is working for you. Mm-hmm. And everything you are grateful for. Um, so I have gratitude time. I uh, meditate mm-hmm. every day. I try to meditate twice a day, but at least once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do get a buzz from meditation. It is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I walk my dogs every day. Mm-hmm. Or they walk me, as my neighbors would say. <laughs> um, I have a dance party every morning when I start my day with my kids when I'm cooking and getting them ready for school or for the day. I have a dance party. Um, I really, in my head, I think I'm a great dancer. I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> and then I do the same in the evening when I'm cooking. Um, and my husband always looks over and is always laughing at me because I'm like singing house music and dancing. And wow. He's looking at me like, are we ever going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> right after I... Right after I get the part down, we gotta have house. Yes, music. <laughs> yes, uh, you got lost in the house yeah, music. I did, I did. If you grew up in Chicago, that's what it is. Absolutely. I um, I also we have talking time as part of my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband comes home, I connect with him mm-hmm. and talk with him. Mm-hmm. We share. That's very, very important to us that we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, do that with my kids to the point where sometimes I'm running out the house because they're sharing so much with me. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, I just don't want to hear about the kind of chips you're interested in um, and things like that. But I do listen to them and they do listen to me. And we, you know, we talk about real things. I, I tell them the things that I'm nervous about and they're always surprised because they just think I have it all together. Yeah. And I really don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to have it together. And oh, so sound like you do. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so we, we're big on talking time every day. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I have grounding time every evening when everybody is done with dinner and all the family activities. Mm-hmm. I go outside and I sit in the garden. I don't care if it's below five degrees. I bundle up. I sit outside put my lights on, and that's my time to sit and listen to my inner wisdom, my mm-hmm. inner guidance, that thing that is connected to me, that's outside of me, that is God, source, or the universe, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm addicted to my grounding time, and I need that. Mm-hmm. That is my routine every day. I, I mean, when we're on vacation and I can't do that, I'll just run off to the pool. Mm-hmm. Or to the beach and just sit for at least 20 minutes. But I, I need at least an hour of it. Or um, I can't have my life. Yeah. And what is, but what is that look up? So I'll, I'll let you finish that too. I'll go. No, but with grounding, because I know this is, a, there's a lot of language that not everybody understands. I think I take it for granted or you take it for granted. You know, we grew up in the land of Oprah, especially, yeah. or just being open to that language. But what does grounding mean? It's when you just sit with yourself mm-hmm. and you listen to your thoughts, mm-hmm. your thoughts that feel good, that make you feel happy. Mm-hmm. And when you feel good and you feel happy, you know you're connected to that thing that's connected to your soul. Mm-hmm. And whatever you refer to that as God, universal source, mm-hmm. and you're you're receiving thoughts mm-hmm. and you feel really good. So it. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. And I, okay, so I'm thinking of moms out there, and yes. I know you've been through a journey, you know, and are you talking about this? Um, parenting is challenging. 
Um, it is, and, but you don't want to be a parent. Well, it's, but when you're well, yes, it, <laughs> but once, but when you're deep in, yeah, and you're really trying to figure yourself out, and I think there's so much judgment that goes with parenting. There's so much judgment with our journeys that we're on, you know, um, from just being single parent to just all the challenges that come with parenting. And when you're in the thick of sadness or struggle and depression and you're just how you're trying to find your way out. And like you said, you know, when you're grounding, you know, it's like find your source of happy, find that space. How do you get there? Because I think there's so many people that are, they're sad. Yeah. Well, well, you have to know you're sad first. You have to know. One One of the things that I like to teach my kids um, and I teach my students is know where you are on your emotional scale. Are you mm-hmm. sad? Are you angry? Mm-hmm. Are you hopeful? Or are you happy? Mm-hmm. Um, because where you're at, that's where you're vibing. Yeah. And it's okay wherever you're at. You're human. You're going to be all over the scale. Mm-hmm. But if you're sad, you're just not speaking your truth. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You start speaking your truth, you're angry. Yeah. You know, you're perceived as, oh my God, you're so angry because I liked it better when you were sad and you didn't say anything. Right. You know, but then after you're angry and you speak your truth, you start to feel a little better. You're hopeful. And then you're almost there and then you're back to happy. I mean, we're human. We're meant to have these feelings back and forth, but just to check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we're sad and we're depressed, we're not speaking our truth Mm -hmm. to our children, to our spouse, to our bosses, Mm -hmm. to our friends, to the people in our life. And so... Yeah, we're yeah. stuck, and we're we're stuck because nobody ever teaches this stuff. Yeah, you know, and so yeah. so if you could say, you know, if it's in that moment when you've got uh, these mom moms out there who are just they're they're at the lowest of the low. Yeah. So they don't feel it's like what happy? I don't have happy right now. Yeah. Well, what are your routines? What are your rituals? Because whatever you're doing every day, that's what you're equaling. So if you're gonna sit and watch TV. Mm-hmm. In your free in your free time, the two hours that you have, which uh-huh. is okay to do that, mm-hmm. um, it's okay to do that. But if you're going to do that and you're not taking this time to have self care for yourself mm-hmm. and these rituals, like to meditate, to go for a walk, to mm-hmm. do some kind of exercise, mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. to connect with yourself, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Yeah. You're you're. I would say if you're sad, mm-hmm. you. Check your routine. Okay. Check with yourself. Are you speaking your truth? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 90% of the time you're not speaking your truth or what you're doing every day is not equaling to you being happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. not that I haven't gone through real things in my life. Right. You know? Um, you just know it's happening for you. Yeah. You know, even with my infertility issues. Mm-hmm. You know? I lost two boys in between... Uh, Justin and Caleb. I mean, it was kind of hard to be happy. Of course. You know? Mm-hmm. I wasn't speaking my truth to my husband. I wasn't saying, you know what, I feel like a failure as a woman because, you know, we can't conceive another child. Mm-hmm. You know? I didn't want to hurt his feelings, so it made me feel more sad. You know? I think when I spoke my truth, then I got a little angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Because I'm like, hey, Am I not enough for this to happen for me? Right. You know? Right. You know, and then I just was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to surrender. I obviously don't have control over anything, and neither of us do. Mm-hmm. And, um, long story short, 
I mean, here I have this powerhouse in my life. Who's my queen and leading me? You know, she's like a constant reminder to me that things are always working out even when they don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. But if you have this grounding time and you do sit alone, you will start to reflect on today, yesterday, last month, last year, why this relationship didn't work out Mm -hmm. with my friend or why this didn't work out at work or what, you know, all these whys, um, you you begin to reflect even faster. Mm -hmm. You don't go back years. Mm -hmm. You're just like, oh, that door shut in my face. What a blessing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That wasn't a right match. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like uh, working out at the gym. It's like saying, well, you know, I, I really want to be buff, but I never go to the gym. Well, your routine is that you don't go to the gym and you're never going to be buff. Mm -hmm. Or you want to be a basketball player where you never practice. So, yeah, and it's the same thing with, it's this, it's the same thing. If you want this balance in your life, mm-hmm. um, if you want this connection in your life, mm-hmm. you want to ground yourself, you have to have to make time for it. Absolutely. I mean, we all get the same amount of time. Yeah. And guess what? You never get your time back, so. Make the most of it. <laughs> right. Make the most of it, yeah. Right. Do you get up quite a bit before, like, your family so you can have this moment? Oh, gosh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you... I am not a morning person. Yeah. I, uh, it's usually after I drop them off at mm-hmm. school that I come back, um, and I, you know, I have my gratitude time, I have my morning meditation, I continue, I continue the music by myself, because mm-hmm. then I feel a little bit more free. My neighbors probably think, you know, I'm having a party every morning at 8 o'clock, but they do. They I'm sure they love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um. It is hard to fit all this in, but I, I do. It's, it's a priority. It's just like saying, well, I didn't have time to take a shower today. It's just whatever you want to make time for. Yeah. You know, this was 10 minutes here, 20 minutes here, 10 minutes here. You break it out mm-hmm. over the course of a day, it happens. You know, mm-hmm. I really could be better at working out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I could, like, learn to build that muscle, build that muscle up, mm-hmm. you know. But I just feel like, oh, God, I can't, med- I can't miss my meditation. I can't miss my gratitude time. I can't miss my dancing time, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm creating that energy in my body. And I, I, you, your energy presents itself before you even open your mouth, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. I've studied this stuff for 18 years, so I have to do that first yeah. before I could do that, you know. And so it's just it's kind of automatic. Yeah. What was, because you, you did, and I'm sorry I'm veering off, but I think it's important. What was that first, do you remember that first bit of study, your first teacher, if you will? Yeah. Um, that pulled you in or that named what you were feeling? Oh, God, I was so mad. It was Tony Robbins. <laughs> I was so angry. My husband and I went to his first workshop, his first workshop, and I thought to myself, oh, my God. Is that the unleashedly within, or was that unleashed the crazy within? I am so <laughs> angry. We spent all this time mm-hmm. and money. Granted, the tickets were free. Yeah. Uh, but to like fly to New York hotel, mm-hmm. fly my mom in, all this, all these wow. arrangements. I was just like, oh my god. You know, because you're doing the work on yourself, yeah. and if you've never done this work on yourself, and you begin to do this work, mm-hmm. it's painful. <laughs> and yeah. so. Um, Tony yeah, was like, I was so angry. Wow. <laughs> and so, but then we went back for the second time and the third time. And it's, you know, for me, when I was working, when I was working for Oprah, 
it was hard for me not to tune in to the teachers that she brought in. Yeah. She'd bring in Gary Zukoff. I'd be like, great, I'm going to study him for four months. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I just was so attracted to all the teachers that she brought in. Mm-hmm. I knew that was my reason for being there. Right. Um, and so, again, following that gut feeling, that inner wisdom, that inner guidance. Mm-hmm. You don't know why you're doing it, but you know you have to do it. Yeah. So... I just had to. I had. I had to do it. Yeah. yeah. You had to like totally lean into that. Yeah. Because it resonated with your your it's spirit. It. Like you're just like this feels, yeah, feels right. right. Now it I'm... feels like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It mm-hmm. feels natural. Does this all make sense? Yeah. And you know, something happens to you, and I'm sure you've experienced this. Something, Absolutely. and a lot of mothers too. Something happens to you when you become a mother. Um, and for me, becoming a mother wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a mother. You know, going, we went through uh, nine years of developmental delays with my child. Um, that wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. But when you become a mother, for me, it was so special. I, I knew I had to take it up a notch as far as being a human being. Here I have these little humans looking up to me, mm-hmm. and I want them to be outstanding human beings. Mm-hmm. That means I have to be an outstanding human being. And so I had to, like, take it up a notch and another notch. And thank God I have, like, such a loving, supportive husband who's been with me on this journey mm-hmm. and all these teachings um, so that we can be the best parents yeah. to our kids because they're the best teachers for us. So, Absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. and so that for me, I had to take it up a notch. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Mama Lots Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed part one of my conversation with Mona. She is so awesome, isn't she? Tune in next week for part two as we dive into more of her mindfulness practice and program that she's been working on with our youth. Have an amazing rest of your week. Please check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the mothersmilkworld.com website. Please subscribe, leave a comment, give me lots of stars so we can just keep on moving up in the ranks and more people get to indulge and enjoy these episodes of moms showing their greatness. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks.